Podcast Network. God, I can't believe we're even close to saying that we're hold. Buddy! For those of you listening, Nicole is yelling at her dog. We can't really hear him, I think, in this. Okay, cool. I know it's probably driving you insane, though. Driving me insane. Um, it's really, truly, it, it was mentioned in the Patreon chat by, I believe, Eric, but it's not, uh, it's not really a Two Filthy Nerds. If it's not officially an episode, if there's not a dog barking, that's true. So he's just making it official. Live from the fifth floor of the Ravenclaw Tower, inside of Hogwarts School and of witchcraft and wizardry, in the Ravenclaw Common Room. This is two filthy nerds. Because we're filthy, and we're nerds. And there's two of us. There is. Two is the magic number. Uh, two is the deadliest number that could We got in trouble be. for doing just the two of us uh, too much. So we are panicking because we can't not sing something. <laughs> you guys, thanks for joining us. If you're watching this on the Comedy Store page as it premieres, we want to let you know that this is a previously recorded video. You are not watching a live feed. Uh, if you want us to see your hateful comments live, you've got to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. We can see you shit on us in real time. We will also be joining the chat under the two filthy nerds account or under our individual accounts uh, when this goes live to shit on us along with you. We're going to just shit on ourselves because so, no one shits on us better than us. Yeah. Trust me, because I have shit on myself multiple times. From She's drinking shit too much on alcohol. me multiple times. Yeah, well, you She's know. She's a scat queen. You shouldn't uh, take so long on the toilet. And also, if you're new to this, either you're you're listening for the first time, you've stumbled upon it on the Comedy Store page. The premise of our show is that one of us hasn't seen or read whatever we're covering. Uh, we have a really long Harry Potter season going on. So right now it's Harry Potter. So yeah, if and, anyone... And by the way, yes, we realize Harry Potter came out a long time ago. Everybody gets oh, that. I yeah. never read it, okay? Yeah, so now she I'm was reading it. Too busy getting laid, probably. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Unlike whatever. you fucking so, incels who want to fucking leave hateful comments about women on the comedy store, everything. I mean, yeah, no, if there's a pussy, they're like, well, it's not funny. Uh, all they do is talk about sex and it makes yeah, me mad. I, I, don't challenge, get any. I challenge every man to say something bad about a woman that doesn't include how unfunny we are and that if we are funny in any capacity, we have to be joking about our pussies. I challenge you to just old hat. We get it. We got it. You hate wow. us. You don't think I'm glad we're funny. you did that because when we watch live, I'm looking forward to everyone saying how fat and ugly I am. So oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a great okay. challenge. So I challenge you to oh. find something uh, besides the way we look. Um, the fact that we have pussies, the fact that we talk about our pussies. Um, by the way, guys, it's not an insult to say uh, neither of us will make good mothers. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, no. If, if we wanted to be good mothers, we wouldn't be doing comedy. Yeah. We'd be mothers. We certainly wouldn't have a podcast where we talk about our pussies. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh, it's we like, all know who has time? We know uh, we're disappointing our parents. We get that. But um, yeah. So it's just, you know, come up with something creative. Do something original. Cut us in a way that actually hurts. Yeah. Um, really and, try. And so, just so you know, that's the premise of the show. So if you think that you're witty coming in and going, <laughs> Oh, they just never read Harry Potter. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point of the show. 
And if you don't like it, either fucking leave or continue to hate watch it. A view is a view. We don't give a fuck. We're yeah. glad you're here. We're glad you're still tuned in. We hope we're glad you're you hate fun. your lives and yeah. therefore want to shit on ours. Yeah. So uh, thank you for tuning in live from your basement. Uh, if you want to be one of the cool people who are not ding dongs, I don't know what I'm saying. Join the Patreon because our patrons are fucking badasses and they're great. And they uh, hate us asking, to our faces, you guys. Yeah. They're not. They pay cowards. money. We and know they them personally. And we let get, us know. We get to become their friends and then they cut us to our core. Yeah. By yeah. wondering you know how much. a lot more? Shitting on someone who's your friend. That, that <laughs> just burns to the core. Ah, already in the chat, Clint said, I miss so much listening to just the podcast. You know what, Clint? Fuck you. Just listen to the podcast. We love you. Uh, <laughs> listen, Clint, go fuck yourself. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. My empty black heart. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, uh, well, not speaking of which, really quick before we get into running our mouths about, it's pretty much what we're running it, r- running them about right now. We will be doing a Die Hard episode with the incredible Josh Makuga, who you might know from the History Channel. Uh, yeah, Die Hard, arguably too old of a movie for us to have never seen. And guess what? We haven't seen that either. I haven't. So we'll be watching that. If you want to watch along live with us, join our patron Patreon, patreon.com slash filthy nerds. We'll be watching on the 19th, recording our episode on the 20th. That'll be out sometimes after that. And if you are a fan of the show and you've been been listening and watching um you know that we're in the middle of half blood prince we're halfway through the half blood and we are going to do some fun palate cleansers at the end of half blood prince we will let you know more about those when we actually finish look we want to run our mouths about hate watching because it seems like so many people who watch our live premieres on the comedy store are doing just that and look we do it too nicole's been doing it our entire bachelorette season Yeah, I get it, guys. I understand the need to hate something besides yourself, you know? I'm glad that I can be someone's Bennett and they can look at me and go, what a fucking idiot this person is. They're a psychopath. Wait, okay, question for you. Yes. If you were to make an analogy to yourself, between yourself and someone on Bachelorette, would do you think you're as hateable as Bennett? I don't think I'm anything like Bennett, but I think there's probably, I'm sure to someone I am because there are people out there who love Bennett and I can't stand him. And I'm sure everyone gets on someone's nerves. Yeah. There is nobody who escapes that. There's nobody who's so amazing that nobody, even if it's just because the person hates themselves, they dislike that person. Everyone is hated by someone. Yeah. Maybe not in the capacity of thinking about them night and day. Maybe, uh, you know, did I almost leave a paragraph long comment on Yosef's Instagram after watching the men tell all? Yeah. And then I stopped myself. But some people don't stop themselves. What were you going to say? <laughs> I know this is not a, the bachelorette po- portion of the podcast, but what were you going to say? He's a piece of shit. 
Like he, he really doubled down too. He really doubled down. And I know none of you give a fuck about this. If you're listening to, to this episode, you're here for Harry Potter or to just validate your theory that it's scientifically proven that women aren't capable of being funny because they don't have to uh, be funny to attract a mate. And it's like, yeah, fucking shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> it was in a blog I read on I can't dot com. Uh, I can't. I can't dot com. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, somebody yeah, no, needs I think, to have a dot com domain name. Wait, do you not think that you are as hateable as Bennett? I think I'm as hateable as Ed. And I'm only saying that is because we are both Jews. Ed Wisenbach. What's his last name? Weisbrot? Weisbrot. Beer, beer brought. Ed grew on me. I didn't like Ed. And then, you know what? I was like, you know what? He grew on you like his overdeveloped traps. I mean, where did his neck go? Where, oh, where has my thick neck gone? Where, oh, where could it be? Oh, God. Eric, don't give any clues to Die Hard in the chat. I'm reading it and I don't know what happens in it. Um, I actually... I have to be honest. I think Eric is a loose cannon with spoilers. He yeah, is, he's he, a wild card. He Eric is me. one of our patrons. He's he's firing off in the chat nonstop, really walking a tightrope in ruining things that we should have had spoiled two decades ago. Just also some sort of a pop culture savant. Is there anything that you haven't seen, Eric? Um, by the way, you guys, Lots of fun one-liners, lots of fun jokes in the chat. Um, so it's, it is, to me, it's worth the community we've built there because I feel like it's a fun little group that are now, I mean, they're developing their own inside jokes about us and turning against us, frankly, like an angry mob. <laughs> but Here's I'm the here thing. Here's it. how I feel about people who hate on the internet. You're lonely. We get it. So are we. Come over to our Patreon. Let's be alone together. Together. Is that a name of a TV show? Yes. It was. Are Um, we going to co-op it for ourselves? Yep. Did I paint it on a piece of cardboard at two o'clock in the morning before the show had ever come out because I drank two yerba mates and was having a manic episode? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I put let's die alone together Uh, because I was losing my mind. Oh, we have fun here. You found it because that pretty smart. Let's die <laughs> alone together. I mean, I want to circle you're, back. You're a poet. I mean, I think that really I? drives home the point that nobody hates us like us. I mean, nobody will ever hate me more than I hate myself. The majority of I what I love is that people can't hear all of the self-deprecation through my asshole jokes and all they do is go, she just talks about sex. And I'm like, I just ripped on myself for like half an hour, but all you heard was come. And you're like, she, all, all they do is be dirty. There's someone in the chat, by the way, uh, for those who aren't familiar, I think this is a good question, Clint. And it truly shows how completely unfamiliar you are with The Bachelorette, which I honestly respect. We are only watching it to see what the fuck was going on with people who watch it. Though I admit I've become obsessed. He said, for those who aren't familiar with The Bachelorette, is he as bad as Umbridge or more like a Percy? First of all, The Bachelorette is a woman. Um, so thank you for that gift. Mm-hmm. But I would say the person we're, the person we were referring to, Yosef, 
who is a contestant who got kicked off. He is he is an umbrage. Absolutely. Oh, yes. A and Bennett is a Percy. Such an umbrage. Bennett is a Percy. Where it's just Percy means well, but he's so up his own ass about trying to have a good reputation and come off as, you know, the the, the right person, as far as we know, in this series. Uh, where Whereas Umbridge is just straight up a piece of shit. Can I say for a moment? No one can I hear you if you Percy don't talk in the mic. Dies hard. You hope Percy dies hard. <laughs> I'm. Do I want him to die with an erection? Yes, kind of. Or do I want him to just die in a really hard way? Both. I mean, that's fair thus far. And I think we will see Percy more in the next episode, which will drop on Saturday. And I don't think it's going to uh, pull you away from your feelings. To be honest, I don't see it making you feel better about him. Um, But that's neither here nor there. We don't want to dig too much into it because that is for another episode. What is your favorite thing before, before we, we're going to take a break. We've had fun shitting on you guys. I'm sure we've had fun shitting on ourselves both live and in the chat when we're rewatching it live with all of you. And of course, shitting on our delightful patrons. What is the, your favorite thing to hate watch? I mean, I got to say the bachelorette has really taken the cake for me. I don't think I've ever hated anything more. The, the, the men's tell all was so brutal for me. I wanted to murder everyone. Ah, yeah, no, that was, that was rough. I could have honestly done without that. Me too. Completely could have done without that. What do you like to hate watch? I think any reality show, because I start off any reality show that I've watched going, this, this is dumb. And I know it's dumb the whole way through, but I get invested and I'm like, I need to know how this fight pans out. And it's like, why, why does it matter? I feel the same way. And I hate that I feel that way. Not only do I hate the show, but then I hate myself for feeling a level of investment. And I don't like that about myself. I don't like that watching these these reality shows has opened up a part of me that I have tried to push down and suppress for so long. Like, I don't want to like Bravo. I don't want to like these reality shows. But did I find myself Googling which Housewives city is the best one to watch? Yeah, I think we need to watch Housewives of New Jersey. I oh, feel no, like that could be... Oh, this is a slippery slope. It's, Absolutely not. It is a not. slippery fucking slope. And I'm We've on it. We've got to I'm draw a line. I might Frankly- not... I might not want to do it on the podcast, but will I be hating it at home by myself? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I don't I'm like gonna the person have to I've become. Out. I can't I'm not proud like of it. I'm not proud of it at all. I don't like the person I am. I really don't. I'm disgusting. I think someone should hate me. And if anybody's watching this right now on the YouTube channel, I'm sure there's means, someone hating you at this very at moment. At this very moment. Someone's making fun of me for my t-shirt falling down on my shoulder. Um, someone's definitely making fun of uh, Hagrid naked in the back. There's something is going on that, that someone hates right now. And I get it. You should. Yeah. And now you know how we feel watching reality TV. Listen, we're going to take a break. I need Nicole to really think about what she just said because it's concerning. Real Housewives? Are you out of your fucking mind? All right. We'll I don't be right know. Back. I don't know what. It's been a slippery slope, we'll JMS. Be right back. Goodbye. All right. We're back. It's chapter 13, The Secret Riddle. Shit's getting real. We left off. By the way, Katie- chapter heads, chapter headings. Every yeah. time I'm looking into them, I'm thinking about them on a deeper level. What's the deeper meaning? Is there a riddle 
or a riddle? You know, is there a secret other riddle or does riddle have a secret? And it's his is it, is it riddle me this kind of thing? You know, is this the Riddler? Is does Jim Carrey's The Riddler show up suddenly in book six? Exactly. That is what I am wondering. So you're not thinking like when you read this title, you're kind of like it could be a multitude of things because we know Tom Riddle is Voldemort's name. Yeah. But yeah. also, is there a riddle that we need to f- there that we need to figure out? Absolutely. There's so there's so many directions we could take this. Uh, and, and we're going to see what direction it actually goes. We left off with Katie Bell being sent to St. Mungo's. She touched some cursed necklace. We're still kind of up in the air about where that came from. You know, what was interesting to learn, um, is that how she touched it, that it was just like a little hole in her glove. Yeah. And had she touched it more, she would have just done died. Just like that's how potent that necklace is. I mean, somebody really wanted somebody dead. And now I'm like, okay, who was it? I, I, you know, for a period of time, I was like, yeah, it's definitely Draco. I don't think Draco's smart enough to work with a necklace that powerful. It feels like an inside job. I mean, inside where, you know, inside the inside of things. No, it feels like, like ins- it feels like I, I, somebody, I think somebody's turned, you know, is it Snape? Was Snape orchestrating everything with the necklace? I don't know. Like maybe somebody, somebody from like the order of Phoenix mm-hmm. or something. Order of the Why Phoenix. Why were there two order of the Phoenix people there? Who was there? Who, who, who Tonks and who else? Tonks and uh, Mundungus. That's, I mean, and Mundungus is super shady, super shady. He's hawking some shit that belongs to Harry just over Sirius's dead body, just stealing shit, hawking it. Yeah. Uh, And then Tonks has just been all kinds of shade and all kinds of weirdness. She has definitely been off. Something is she's depressed or something's up with dogs. We know that. So, I mean, that's not a weird assumption. Uh, we go from this, you know, by the way, what if it's Tonks just had her period this whole time? Like she's every like, time she's in a bad someone. mood, it's just that time of the month. Oh, like just every time we see her, it happens to be her period. And, the, yeah. and people are like, she's being strange. And it's like, yeah, no, she's just she's bleeding. Like, I'm hemorrhaging. Yeah. Uh, it's just, she's just a lady and it's lady time. And that's just, and you just get so upset. You can't even change the color of your hair by wiggling your nose. It's crazy. Uh, Harry goes to his do that. What? I forgot. She can just wiggle her nose and change her hair color. I forgot all the cool things she could do. It's just, um, I don't even know if she has to wiggle her nose. I think she was changing her nose and also changing her hair at the same time. Uh, but anyways, we go to Dumbledore. Uh, Harry has a private lesson with Dumbledore. They're going in the pensive and they go in. It's, uh, Dumbledore's memory of his first meeting with Tom Riddle back when Tom Riddle was at the orphanage. Dumbledore gives a background to Harry. He says that once By Tom way, Riddle... really looking forward to who plays young Tom Riddle. Mm. Really? Is You're it like going to be a to tasty, a tasty delight of an actor who grew up to be hot that I can follow on Instagram? Cannot wait. Oh, the 12-year-old in the film that is now an adult. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. excited. Because they keep to- describing him as hot. They're like, he got his father's looks. He got his father's look. He doesn't look like his gnome mother. 
Because women who are witches look like witches. Well, in that case, guess who's a witch? This old witch, huh? Okay, so Dumbledore fills Harry in. Um, Tom Riddle left Merope. Um, because we know from I think the last chapter, Merope was casting love spells on him. Not last chapter, but last mm. episode. Um, to get him to fall in love with her. So he left her. Uh, cause she's like, I'm not going to do love spells anymore. And, and then what you just thought he was going to like be in love with you after you've been lying to him and putting spells on him the whole time. Fucking dumb in my opinion. Or maybe she just didn't want to deal with the lie anymore. She had to sell all of the shit she owned to get money. So the Slytherin family locket at Borgen and Burks, uh, which by the way, she sold it to Bor- Borgen. I forget his first name, but his last name is Borgen for 10 galleons, which is extremely undervalued because she didn't know the worth of it because nothing exactly had been explained to her. is that locket? What we know is it is from, it is, um, is memorabilia directly from Salazar Sly- Slytherin. Okay. The head of the, the person for whose Slytherin house is named one of the four founders of Hogwarts, a very powerful wizard he, who defected at some point, uh, as mentioned in the Sorting Hats song last at the end of last year, or maybe the year before, he kind of defected and, and went his own way. It was very, you know, pure blood this and pure blood that and no mud bloods on my watch or whatever. Very the fuck. Hitlerish. Very Hitlerish. Yes. Slitler. Slit. They're in. Okay. I tried to make a pun and it was bad. Surprise. Slitler. Slitler. Sounds like, sounds like a porn that has Hitler in it. It's just it lesbian does. porn. Just with a woman. Just a, bunch as... of, just a bunch of slits. Smashing. Oh, mine can't. Okay. <laughs> hey boys. So she sold this stuff to try to get money. He of course fucked her over cause it was an amazing deal. Um, Wait, that locket wasn't the same. Was the locket the same necklace? No, I don't think it was. Okay, no. okay, no, it wasn't the same necklace that Katie Bell got cursed with. So she sold the stuff. She gave birth to Tom Jr. at an orphanage. She died soon after. I'm not we, entirely sure. I wasn't clear on how she died. Giving probably, I, I would imagine that birthing one of the most evil creatures ever to walk the earth probably takes a lot out of you. He I mean, probably somehow sucked out part of her soul on his way out just to give him a little extra something, something. I mean, I've had some pretty aggressive duties in my time. I get it. But also, people die get, giving birth and nobody talks about the fact that like that still happens. Nobody yeah. mentions it, by the way. In first world countries, people are just, whoops-a-daisy. I guess she didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but people are like, so when are you going to have a baby? As soon as they perfect having a baby, that's yeah, when I'll as, have a baby. As soon as the baby can just go, good evening, madame, and uh, help itself out. Where I don't have to push. Where, yeah, I'll have a baby as soon as you can guarantee that my husband will watch both the head of the baby and a giant turd crown when I'm trying to push the baby out. Oh, that's sweet that? that you think it's just going to be a turd crowning. Oh, it's going to explode out your asshole. I thought your you were going to say that's sweet to you. Your going to rip all the way to your asshole. Your whole body's going to canoe and then just lick shit's going to come flying out of it when you have a baby. Wow. It's crazy that me having a baby is nearly the exact same experience as you recanting a party in college. <laughs> so true. 
Listen, we got a lot to get through. We got to push forward. So we see a younger Dumbledore presenting himself to, uh, to the head of the Muggle Orphanage where Tom Riddle Jr. lives. He tells the woman, Mrs. Cole, he would like to offer Tom a place at Hogwarts. Um, and he gives Miss Cole uh, some gin. She's kind of like, Steph, you're not having it. And he, he does the thing that I think Dumbledore always does is somehow bring drinks out of nowhere and go, let's have, let's have some drinks, which... By the way, very, very kind of date rapey. He didn't fuck her. I know, but you know, it's like a man being like, let me loosen this bitch up. Give her some booze. Slip it in. And in this case, he was just slipping thoughts into her head and... Taking a baby. You're right. He gives her some booze. Loosen up the lips. Loose uh, lips suck dicks. Yeah, they do. She tells Tom, uh, she tells Dumbledore Tom is a little weird. She basically alludes to the fact that he's a bully. She tells him a story about they did a summer outing by the ocean where Tom took two of his fellow orphans into a cave. And then when they came out, the two, the two were like never the same, but they maintain... Nothing and happened. And he also hung his animal. Yeah. This is some conduct disorder level shit that when I was pre-med and I worked in a mental institution for children, this was the sort of thing I would see when I worked there. Was children hanging rabbits? No, children who killed animals. It's called yeah, conduct that is, disorder. Oh yeah, that is like a telltale sign uh-huh. for a future serial yeah. killer. Yeah, it, co- it goes, when they're kids, it's called conduct disorder. And as they get older, it's called antisocial personality disorder, otherwise known as a psychopath. Do people ever tell kids? I mean, to me, and I don't know if it's because I've read up on serial killers because I've ha- or because I've had an absurd amount of friends murdered, so I seem to have accidentally wandered into the psyche of what goes into murdering someone. When... When a psychiatrist tells a parent your kid has conduct disorder, do they go, by the way, that usually can lead to this and this? Or do they just hope that the parent knows? Actually, I never I was never there for the part where they told the parents. The one kid that I worked with when I was at the mental institution who had conduct disorder had been. uh, He had been institutionalized by a member of his family and he had gone through so many different uh members in the family actually. And ultimately I think it was his aunt who brought him in, but I don't think they ever explained uh, to the family what the, the progression of it is. I think the whole family was just kind of like, all right, he's a, he's a, you know, he's belongs to the state now. Bye. (laughs) Wow. I'm sure that will help him recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know how many people quote recover from antisocial personalities or that's neither here nor there. We've got to move along. We have a lot to cover in a little bit of time. Dumbledore meet, gets to meet young Tom. Young Tom is very defensive. He's very combative. He clearly is like, he is not trying to hide the fact that he's a, an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and Dumbledore offers him, you know, a place at Hogwarts. And Tom is immediately suspicious. Like he thinks that this is a trick. Dumbledore's from wherever Nicole used to work, the state asylum, they're going to take him away. You're going to put me away. Yep, yep, yep. And he's like, no, that's not what it is. We're a school of magic. And he's like, magic. He's like, yeah, wizards. And then, and then Tom, baby Tom is like, I knew I was special. I yeah. knew there was something different about me. Just immediately blast into a narcissistic speech about how uh, fucking amazing he, he is. Cause he's already the, told- And it was so validating for him. It was so validating. All of the horrible things in that moment that he had done, the torturing of other students, the killing of animals, all of that shit. When you, as soon as you told him he was a fucking magician, oops, he's not a magician. He's a wizard for as fuck's si- sake. He tortured people s- with his brain. 
As soon as he established that he was a wizard, he was like, yep, all of those things. Just my brilliance in the making. I mean, because he had told Dumbledore at this point that he can manipulate the world around them. He can make people do things. Arguably, he was trying to control Dumbledore, but it's Dumbledore. So go fuck yourself. You can't do that. Also, Tom has a stash of other children's toys, like toys he's stolen from other kids that he's tortured. Trophies. Trophies. And as we know from any, you know, serial killer TV show, movie, made for TV miniseries, those trophies, those are the sign of a real fucking psychopath. A real fucking creep. For what? Jeffrey Dahmer, it was skulls on a mantle. But we all have our things, you know? Uh, and, And by the way, he... Dumbledore pulls these out of the out of the closet where he's hiding them. And he makes him he makes it very clear to Tom that like, hey, this shit's got to stop like this yeah. will not fly at Hogwarts. Um, so fucking knock it off. Dumbledore off- offers to help Tom with his supplies. Uh, you know, I'll go to Diagon Alley and help you get your stuff. But Tom's like, I don't need your help. I can do everything for myself. I always have. Dumbledore gives him some money, tells Tom where to go and is like, cool, do your thing. This was um, this was crazy when he was like, uh, when you get to Diagon Alley, ask for a guy, Tom. His name's just like yours. And I, he was so pissed that his name is just such a regular name. Yeah, like he was in that moment, clearly like just didn't like that it wasn't special. You could you could tell that he didn't like being associated with anything common. Harry and Dumbledore come. This is kind of where the memory ends and they come back from it. And when... Um, when they come back, Dumbledore asks Harry to keep three things in mind about Tom Riddle. One, that he hates his name, which we just talked about mm-hmm. because it makes him ordinary. Very important to know, apparently, because he wants to believe he's special, which is why, mm-hmm. obviously, he eventually started going by Lord Voldemort. Um, uh, I mean, what a dick. Yeah. Also notice he didn't want any help. He works alone. He didn't see he doesn't have any friends at the orphanage. He didn't really have any friends at school. He's very independent. And he pointed out the thing that you pointed out, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. He likes to collect trinkets and trophies, little yeah. reminders of his victims and of the deeds he has done, which to me is just like hoarding. Like you already killed someone like as if the body wasn't hard enough to get rid of. Now you're going to hold onto their hat or whatever. Shut the fuck oh, up. I love that he had him in the box. And then all of a sudden I love when uh, Voldemort, Voldemort, uh, when Dumbledore like, I'm going to do it every time when Dumbledore was like uh, doing his magic and bringing it out of the closet. And Tom was like, uh, wait, what, how, what do you know about? How do you know about that? Yeah. Cause like that for someone who's been spending this whole time, like I know I'm special. I can do things to go like, Oh, I'm not like, am I wait, like, are you really that special clever than me? Hey, like, yeah. Are you really that special? If there's a whole school for people like you, I don't yeah. fucking know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We press on to chapter 14. Chapter 14, Felix Felices, which we know is good luck potion. Um, it's funny when, whenever I, uh, I, I hear the titles as, as I always do. Yes. Um, I get excited and I'm like, what would be he using Fe- Felix Felices for? This was a fun <laughs> episode. I mean, this was a fun chapter. I love this one. Oh, Harry, you clever boy. Clever girl. What's that from? Clever girl. That's from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. One of the only lines I'll ever recognize in pop culture. Because I've seen that. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll have to find somebody who hasn't. There must be someone. Um, All right. Next day, 
Harry's in herbology class. He tells Ron and Hermione everything, gives him the doubt. As he always does. Because that's what he does. They're best friends. Everyone's still kind of unclear about what the point of this stuff is. Like why Harry's getting like a history lesson, like that the life and times of Lord Voldemort. And then of course, Ron and Hermione start fighting about Slughorn uh, and his Christmas party. Ron's clearly jealous and he just sort of like mocks Mocks him. There's a couple up. layers though. I think he's jealous and I think he's got a hot nut for Hermie. You think that? You think he's not just like mad because he's left out of this? I think he's mad because he's left out and I also think he has a hot nut for Hermie and he doesn't know how to deal with it. I think all of this like bitchiness that Ron has in this chapter at the beginning is completely it's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, somebody's hitting puberty late in the book. Late, late? in the series. Ron's is 16 late? Yeah, for a boy, yeah, I think so. Boys bloom I, after girls. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is the right time for puberty, but we don't need to get into semantics. The I point think is, he's having mood swings. I see. I think he's having nocturnal emissions. You oh know, I think he's how embarrassing to go to a boarding school when you come in your sleep. Oh gosh, he's having nocturnal emissions in his little fucking the little uh, the the bunk beds where I guarantee they're all just like putting up sheets around their bunk beds to make jerk stations. I mean, that's what they do with those. You just close them. There's mm-hmm. no, I mean, the poor house elves that have to go in there and clean up all the... So- all I mean, the like, spackle. Yeah, someone tries to free a house elf and they just throw a sock full of cum at them and they're like, sorry, Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets stuck to the house elf's head and Dobby's like, it's fine, I love clothes. Uh, okay, so yeah, they're, Ron's being a bitch. He's like, oh, well, fucking... Why don't you just fucking have fun? Why don't you just hook up with McClagan at your stupid party? And and Hermione's like, hey, just so you know, we were allowed to bring a guest and I was going to invite you. But since you have no interest, I guess I just won't. And it's kind of like. And then Rod's like, oh, duh, what? Duh, what? what? E, I can't. And Harry's obviously thinking like, well, what would happen if they did hook up with each other? Because it's like, I mean, it's palpable sexual tension is what's By going the way, on here. I, I think it's funny that is this the first time Harry has had the epiphany that his two friends might be down to smash? I think so. I don't think it was, in my opinion, I think there's been evidence of Ron having tinges of jealousy, you know, when uh, in the Goblet of Fire, when Hermione dated Victor Crumb, but then it was arguably like, does he just want to suck Victor Crumb's dick? What's going on here? Mm, But I don't think it's been clear that... I don't think it's been obvious that Hermione likes Ron. Yeah. But I mean, that's a huge thing to consider when you have friends that date. It's honestly a fucking nightmare. Uh, I also really like uh, when uh, Harry starts getting some, the feels for gins. So look, Katie Bell still in St. Mungo's. She's on the Quidditch team. Quidditch is coming up. So, Harry asks Dean Thomas to take her place um, because he did pretty well in the tryout. And Dean's like, I can't wait to tell Ginny. And that's where we start to notice. So at this point now, Harry is fucking realizing that he's got some feelings for Ginny and he doesn't know what to do with it. He's like, wait, are these just like brotherly, sisterly feelings or are these? Uh oh. Harry's yeah, it, got a bone bone. It could, oh, <laughs> Harry Potter's got a spotter. Uh-oh. Ooh, somebody's got a wand in their pants. No, because well, it like comes on so suddenly that I think he is like, 
why did I just get mad at Dean for wanting to tell Ginny? Like he has like fuming, fiery anger, which is fucking weird. Harry and Ron, by the way, later run into Ginny and Dean snogging in the Gryffindor to Alan. Snogging, snogging. I could, I mean, I do realize the author is British, but snogging. First of all, I think she's Scottish. Uh, not that it matters. Scottish, whatever. She's over the ocean. She's got one have, of those where they have accents hot accents. Hot. But snogging? It's snogging not doesn't sl- sound hot. Well, I think it's supposed to be meant more like, oh, are you just fucking sucking face? I think that's what snogging is. But yeah. I could be wrong. I don't understand cultural references because I'm a fucking moron. Now, snogging, honestly, it sounds like it's like it's it's like a guy came in your mouth and then suffocated you to death. Uh, with his cum in your mouth. That's what snogging sounds That's, like. It, it, whenever a guy, let me just be clear. Let me speak on behalf of men. Uh, <laughs> speak on, as, speak as on. As a man trapped in a, in a woman's body, as a gay mm-hmm. man trapped in a woman's body. Um, I, that's not true. But the point is, is it? We don't know. Not JK sure. Rowling? We're not sure. Listen, the point is, what, do you what you just described like, you know? is every man's goal when he comes in a woman's mouth. Like we go like, that could have killed us. Nothing would make a man happier than if he cummed a woman to death. Yep. Could you, if he's just like, my load was so big, she drowned. It was so big. It was, it was like, I was waterboarding her. People in the comments. I tortured her to death with a big, hot load. By the way, what if your load wasn't even hot? What if you, what if you loaded a girl to death with like just a, a, a room temp, like a lukewarm load? How, how hot are the loads you're swallowing and how much hot sauce are the people you fucking eating? You know, that's a good question. I, I recently I've never, like, swallowed burnt a load. my mouth on cum. <laughs> Maybe we should stop calling it a hot load then, because it's a 98.6. If it's a hot load, he probably has COVID. Check his temperature. <laughs> it's too hot. Uh, Your cum is hot. I think that you're sick. Uh, that would be a weird thing to have happen with someone who you process is just a dude blowing a load in a girl's mouth. And we're like, yep, you got COVID. Yeah, it's not looking good for you. Uh, so listen. <laughs> They run on, they come across the snogging. Ron is pissed. And Harry is still suppressing the fact that he's like weirdly jealous. But Ron and Ginny get in this fucking screaming match. And to go back to what you were saying about him being a late bloomer, Ron's like, oh, you're just, you're embarrassing with all the PDA. But Ginny's like, you're just jealous because literally nobody's ever kissed you. She literally did what we do to the, the did at the top of this to whoever's watching this live is like no yeah, one yeah. wants to fuck you no one wants to fuck you you incel you Get never snuck wet anyone. and stop being such a fucking loser yeah like he like she's like you're the only one who's weird about it even Hermione's made out snogged is the word she says made out with Victor Crumb which sends Ron into a a furious panic he's just like enraged he he's like crazed with anger yeah. Um, which is interesting. Why is he so crazed with anger? Hmm. What could it be? What could his horny anger be? Yeah. We may never know. But next day at Quidditch practice. There's nothing, there's nothing scarier than a man who's horny and can't get any. I mean, truly. Did you hear about that man in Toronto who just ran people over with his car? (laughs) Again, there was another no, it man. Was, who, it was an old one. Uh, it's the same story. I don't think anyone's running people over there, but there's there was an incel who got out 
and he ran people over with his car because nobody wanted to fuck him. And he's like, I had to kill him. But I, but it's like, well, did you fuck him? Did did you fuck them? <laughs> or I why, just don't why? understand why why if you need to get fucked that bad, why don't why wouldn't you just get a prostitute? I don't know. That's what I don't get. Can someone? Is there anyone? You're not who can, a law abiding a citizen. You're you're not a law abiding citizen if you're willing to plow people down with your car, plow a bitch down with your dick, give her some money for it. I will say uh, the day that story broke, I had a tweet loaded in my Hootsuite because I was like, I'll load my tweets ahead of time and auto schedule them that said I was so horny that I felt like killing someone. And I deleted that tweet because I was like, well, you can't have this news story out. But the thing is, everyone was never mind. I almost got mad about a thing I turned into a bit and I don't need to be doing bits on the podcast. You know what? That is one of my favorite bits of yours. It's it does. It's oh, just you're so horny. You killed someone. You could kill someone. No one is that horny. And it's like, never. Okay. Never. Like we're, we're built to eat and fuck. And you've never been like, those people are lying or there's something wrong with them. Frankly, mm-hmm. that's who we need to be concerned of. The people who have never been so horny. They've even thought about punching somebody in the head. Red flag. In my opinion, that's the real conduct disorder. That is the real conduct disorder. But anyway, their Quidditch practice. Ron is, angry and pissed and being a bitch. Um, he's, he's talking, he's like, what's, an- this is so annoying. I, I, I don't know if you've experienced this on sports teams, someone criticizing everyone and they're the worst player. Oh, the like, worst. Why are you yelling at everyone? Everybody knows a Ron. Uh, uh, again, I, you know, and I know somebody came to Ron's defense on our, uh, on our Instagram. Someone sent you a message about how Ron is really, truly a Gryffindor. No, he's not. I'm going to stand by this till the day I die. I think he is. I think that Ron's he keeps going. Yeah, but I think you can be a bitch and still be brave. And that's unfortunately that, in my opinion. But listen, he's not helping himself. Like the whole team is now discouraged because they're like, great. He's yelling at us. Meanwhile, he's playing like shit. We're pretty sure we're going to lose because he sucks. Ron is pretty sure they're going to lose because he sucks. He says he's going to quit the team. And Harry's like, you're not quitting the team. You're fine. You just need confidence. You are the only issue with your yeah, ability. You're your problem, Ron. You're yeah. the fucking problem. Th- yeah, it's like all you need to do is believe in yourself and you'll be fine, which we've seen in the past. We've seen him do well. So the next morning, Hermione sees Harry messing with Ron's pumpkin juice and she's furious because she... She thinks he put something in it. He, she thinks he put Felix Felice's in Ron's drink, which is illegal to do for a sporting event. Ron gulps it down because he's like, oh, that's what this is? Cool. I'm as as I don't do it. I can't. Nothing's bad. Yeah. That he's like, I don't care anything to keep me from being a huge stinky loser. And guess what? Lucky shit start, starts happening. They go outside. The weather's great, which by the way, actually before he did the fake pour in Ron's drink, Harry noticed that the weather was great. And I don't know if you noticed that, but I saw that like, he's like, all right, the weather's good. That'll help with this. I, I don't know if he had the force forethought yeah, of being like know. that will convey a lucky day. I don't remember I don't remember any mention of the weather, so. Um yeah, it's kind of a boring topic. I don't know why it uh, stuck with me. But they go down to the pitch. Slytherin is Slytherin is down one chaser and Malfoy's not playing either, which which that for me was I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on?" because and he, and it was said also because last time when Draco didn't play he like finagled it so that the game was rescheduled. Yeah. When he was like actually too injured to play, he made them reschedule. And like, he wouldn't want to miss, miss the chance to beat Harry Potter. So 
it's weird to me. It's like either he's up to something or he's become a huge pussy and like his fragile ego cannot handle losing to Harry Potter again. Um, but they fucking have a great game. Ron has the best game of his life. He leads the team to victory. They fucking crush it. Barely. Harry like has to pull out a quick one getting the snitch, but they were way ahead. He gets the snitch. They win. Um, cause, uh, yeah, because Ron, Ron crushed it. Ron had a great game. The Slytherin chaser, the Slytherin was about to get the snitch. Keeper, wait, what is that position? Seeker replacement was about to get the snitch. Like he went by and Harry thought he was just going a different direction. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And then Harry talked shit. Harry talked shit. Fuck. I wish I remember what he said. Oh, yeah. He's tailing him. He's right on his ass. And he goes, how much did Malfoy pay you to come play for him? And the, and of course, the Seeker's like, oh, and then bitch you lost Skirt. so Ron's like over the moon and Hermione's like I can't believe you did that how dare you and Harry's like what are you talking about and she is like you put Felix Felicis, Felix Felicis and that's illegal and na 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 and he's like I'm a no, fucking dork yeah he pulls out the whole bottle he's like it's still here and he's like all, it was, it's mental all you needed to do was believe you could do well and Ron's excited but like he, but he's also mad because well because he's like sorry you didn't think I could do well Hermione without Felix Felicis you thought the only way we could have possibly won was with the potion wow thanks for the fucking vote of confidence obviously not great they're already not on great terms and now she's embarrassed he's pissed really quick yeah do you think because this whole time he's like get, he's snogging real hard with Lavender Brown this is he's his not, whole new- yeah, he's not till after this game until after this game. So now afterwards, from this point on, he's just snogging like crazy. Do you think because of the use of the Felix Felicis and we know about like potions and we know that there's, you know, a luck potion and there's a love potion. Do you think maybe how how much of a turn Lavender Brown had? Do you think maybe uh, uh, Ron slipped her a love potion? I could see why you would think that. And there's always that possibility. Which I is, think, by the way, date rapey. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case. I think women are like, oh my God, successful Quidditch player. Like women yeah. are horny for victory. Yeah. And yeah, and someone with quote power. And this is Harry Potter's best friend. This is the, not only is this the keeper that just won the game for your house. This is. But you're the, he's, he's the best friend of the chosen of one. Of the chosen one. The chosen one chose him to be his best friend. And, and at the age 16, like this is middle school, high school age. All you are doing, all most people are doing is like desperately searching for some type of clout to seem relevant to their peers. Yeah. Please, God, just let me be considered someone who's kind of cool or whatever. So I think she just had googly eyes for him because she's like, oh, that's a cool person to be associated some, with. Some upper. It's like it's like paid regular dick at the comedy store. Yeah. That people are like, wow, his name's on the wall. Meanwhile, he lives in his car and he smells mm-hmm. like old cheese. And he is me. I don't live in my car. I'm kidding. We're fine. Uh, but she does smell like old cheese. Yeah. Because I am a connoisseur of fine cheeses. Yeah. She's because a, she's I'm a carrying che- an old cheese. She's a real cheese. cheese head. This girl. The, uh, a real cheese head. Pocket full of sharp cheddar. And you don't get this body by not eating old cheese. Huh. She got okay. the body of a brick cheese. The so, body of a brick cheese. I mean, that was pretty hurtful. A body as tasty as a sharp cheddar. 
She's delicious and I'm lactose intolerant. So we get to the common room where everyone's partying because they just won. That's where Lavender Brown is sucking face with Ron. Hermione disappears all of a sudden, stomps out. Harry follows her. She's in a classroom sitting by herself with sad magic birds that she's conjured, which they learned in Transfiguration, I think, around her head. Just snow white if she was going through a heavy depressive episode. Mm -hmm. She's boohooing. Harry's like, what's wrong? She's like, I'm fine. Ron and Lavender accidentally stumble across the classroom because they're looking for a place to make out, but they're making out in the room. I feel like maybe there were going to be some some magic fingers happening. I don't know. Somebody's getting wanded. And Hermione's, of course, like, oh, let's do. I'm sorry to be taking up your space. And on her way out, she sends all her magic birds. She pulls a full Alfred Hitchcock and just birds all over Ron attacking and pecking his face. Uh, When when are they going to fuck is what I want to know. We'll find out. Maybe. I don't know. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Maybe. Fifteen, the unbreakable vow. Yeah, and I mean, you obviously I, already I, shit's about to pop off. I think. Yeah, because because this was, I mean, this that's was what this was what he did. This is what Snape did with uh with Malfoy's mommy, Narcissa, Mama Malfoy, Narcy, Sissy, Narcissa, Narcisco Rodriguez. Um, yeah, this is, and so this is like. Oh shit! Is is stuff about to happen? Is he about to make good on his vow in this chapter? And I'm like, okay, this is chapter fifteen. This is way too soon in the book for shit to pop off this hard. But who knows? I mean, I feel who like knows? it's getting unpredictable. So the book, bu- the book, I mean, the chapter opens. F- shit is like the that Ron and Hermione shit is fucking insane. Yeah. They hate each like other. These two hate each other. Also need to fucking smash. Yeah. Snog. Throw it in. Raw dog a bitch. Barebacker. Do something. Yeah. And that does not seem to be on the horizon because they are at odds. Hermione is in I can't fucking stand Ron mode. Meanwhile, every girl in the whole school wants to blow Harry. Like someone, it got out that. People are like, is having a Christmas party and you can have a date. Yeah. So everyone's trying to like butter up to him. Mm-hmm. Ramil Devane tried to slip him Harry a love potion, but Hermione warned him about it in advance. She was trying to give him some chocolate cauldrons with fire whiskey or some shit. Um, Bitches are just out there trying to throw that boy pussy. I mean, yeah, it's he's the chosen one. And they're like, choose me. So he tries to put it into it by he's he just asks Luna Lovegood. He's like, I'll bring Luna Lovegood. She's and then a he's friend. Like, but just as a friend, we're just friends. She's like, I would love to. I've never been anywhere as a friend. Which was heartbreaking, but heartbreaking. And also, very sweet. God, I love Luna Lovegood so much. Why can't he end up with her? But you don't know that he doesn't. With, he's gonna end up with Ginny because they're the two best wizards in the school. I'm sorry. Do you think that Ginny is one of the two best wizards in the school? I said they're they're at the top of the list, you know. No, I she just he, did one good hex. She's fine. She's She's promising. She's, She's better fine. than Ron. She's better not Hermione, Ron. though. 
No, not Hermione, but he can't date Hermione because Hermione's going to end up with Ron. That's what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you know what? What if Hermione's fucking gay and she ends up with Ginny or Luna? Why are we still leaving Uh, Luna in the dust? uh, Also, do you think that Ginny is a brighter? Ah, that you think I just that you think Jenny's a stronger witch than Luna is shocking to me. Mm. That's neither here nor there. The important Anywho, thing so is he's, so he's like, I'm going to go with her as a friend. Hermione's going with McLagan. Yeah. Just she, to like, piss Ron off. Absolutely. Just to piss Ron off. Um, they get to the party. Harry spends most of his time avoiding conversations with there's like a bunch of celebrities there who are like trying to suck each other's dicks up. And be like, look how famous. If it was right now, they'd all be taking selfies of each other for Instagram to be like, look who I hung out with. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be like a, it would be like a, a a who's who of IG stories. Yeah, like he he just doesn't give a fuck. He meets this guy Sanguini who's a vampire, and there's some other guy who's like, I helped to write a book. You should write a book. He's like, I don't want a fucking book. By the way, this was the first time I've heard about vampires. Like I'd heard about vampires, but the first time we'd met, we've met vampires in the series, right? Yes. This is I the only I'm like, we've had. I'm like, I'd never, like I knew, I'd known about werewolves, obviously because of Loopy, but vampires was a new thing for me. Yeah. Well, it's fucking the wizarding world gets bigger and bigger. And There's a whole community. Luna Lovegood said something about um, the new, uh, the new prime minister. The new minister, the minister of uh, minister of magic. Thank you. Uh, Is she was like, oh, he's a vampire, according to my father. He said she was a vampire, or he's part of. She said that he was a vampire. Weird. And then they're all part of some sort of whatever the equivalent of the Illuminati is. I can't remember the word, but like yeah, something like that. Bohemian Grove. I feel like that was a seed that. uh, a little, a little nuggy nugs that JK dropped. That oh, I guess yeah, that yet. could be a thing. Um, I just assumed it was another Luna crazy moment, but you a, could be a, right. A, a Who a knows? Lunity? They run into uh, Trelawney, who's shit faced because she's an <sighs> alcoholic. Um, by the way, I I love the way they speak about butterbeer at like Harry said at one point. He's like, you know when. I can't remember if Harry said it, but at some point someone said, you know, when we're all on a lot of butter beer at, at Slughorn's Christmas party, I'm like, wait, are, is butter beer booze? I still am kind of unclear about that. Does it make you loosey goosey? Maybe it's just all the sugar. Cause I feel like you don't have to be a certain age to order it. Yeah. But the way they describe it, like, you know, people are getting, they, they'll describe somebody as having had too much butter beer. And it's like, have they done that? Have they described literally anyone like that? Really? Yes. Yes. Well, maybe they're and all jacked like, up on sugar. Maybe it just is like a legal thing where you're not drunk, but it's something it, else. Yeah. Yeah. But the description of it is, isn't sugar high. The description of it is, is loosey goosey. Maybe it, Lucy uh, in the pussy. Maybe there's a teeny tiny bit of truth serum in butterbeer or something. Maybe or maybe it's like uh, O'Doul's where it's like point zero 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 one percent alcohol. And but if you drink enough, you're going to be like, I yeah. feel something. Yeah, Trelawney yeah, yeah. skips the butterbeer and goes straight to cooking sherry for some reason, which yeah, I assume yeah. she's stealing from the house elves. Which oh, is- she she feels very um, what's her face from Annie. 
Uh, Miss Hannigan, you? Yeah, Miss Hannigan, me. Mm-hmm. Little elves. She, by the way, Harry Little bumps into elves. her. It takes her a minute to even realize Harry's standing there, but then she makes this whole to do about how her the prophecy. Yeah, I, I, well, not even the prophecy. She's just like, oh, I knew all along, but like she did make the prophecy, but. But we know that when she makes prophecies, she fucking blacks out. She has no idea she even predicted that. Oh, so oh yeah, 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 yeah. But she's like, I she just all, I always knew. And it, you're, a, she's. It's weird because she's not like a full fraud, but she is a. She's not not someone who can see, but she's still a fraud. Yeah, because like you can't control your seeing. You don't remember what you see. It's yeah. like you're a blackout seer, a blackout psychic. God, what a nightmare! Could you that imagine would be. being? blacking out and accomplishing something cool i mean were you because i was never a blackout drunk were you ever a blackout drunk i don't think i was ever not a blackout drunk i didn't know blacking out was weird till my junior year when my best friend from all of college went wow i don't remember anything from last night and i went yeah it's just that's always how it goes and she's like what no that's never happened to me and i was like oh oh uh oh wow that's fucking crazy i didn't know that about you yeah wild i've never blacked out yeah i once blacked out and saved a cat from a house that was on fire and someone told you this no nah, that never happened but i did throw my drink on someone and uh that somebody who looked like a cat it was for no reason it was my like birthday and i was blackout drunk and i was like can i just say something really quick and then i threw my drink on them <laughs> i can't wait to see a reenactment of this i i can't i just it's a good thing that i was there were a lot of fun things I was thrown out of more than one piano bar. Probably not fun for the other people in the bar, but it's probably good that I don't drink that much anymore. You know what? I got to be honest. I remember you drinking a few times and it was pretty fun. Um, But you haven't known me when I drink, when I've drinking that much. I mean, that was like, I'd come out of a blackout and be like, oh, hello. When when you were five, five beta kappa drunk. I mean, when I woke up next to a man who I went home with and he had a full leg cast and I was like, boy, how did I end up here? How did you end up here? Well, you obviously didn't carry me. Uh, anyway. Do you, do you think you humped his cast? I don't ever want to know what I did. I feel like a cast would be a really good thing to dry hump. It's like so hard. Ew, you know, I feel like it would be, it's like the, but like put the clothes over it, you know, like put a blanket on it. Just kind of like m- muffle it. Like you're suffocating the leg a little bit and just like put it on there and just fucking. How midget, hard of a midget, thing midget. do you need to hump? You'd be surprised. My clit's you, dead. Did you sand uh, off your clit? Anyway, let's go back to the party so where then, other people are sanding so off their then clit. This, this happens and it was so weird. Draco shows up. He gets dragged Filch, in by Filch. Filch caught him wandering in the hallways and he's like oh i was heading to slughorn's party wasn't invited and then slughorn's like no 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 dude stay slughorn's drunk slughorn's on one he's like come on it's christmas like he's just like yes it's not a crime to want to be part of stuff because of course like nothing could make slughorn happier than being like people are so desperate to get into my events because i know such important people that they're risking expulsion Ugh, and Snape, who's... Snape who's, is there. By the way, when did Snape get there? Also, well, yeah, why would Snape ever be at a party? But he pops up out of nowhere and he's like, Malfoy, can I speak to you in private, please? At which point they leave. Harry... And then this is where the fucking deal of the vow comes in. Yeah, Harry hides under his invisibility cloak, 
guns it to follow them. Uh, they go to all the way to the end of the hall. They're in an empty classroom and Harry just creeps up next to the door and listens and he listening oh. real close and hears about the unbreakable vow. Yeah. There's like a full blown interrogation. Snape is drilling Draco about a plan and Draco basically tells Snape to suck his dick. He's like, leave me alone, yeah. which is unusual because Draco usually cowers in front of Snape and, and now he's just ass. throwing shade and being a dick. Yeah. It's weird. Like he's really swinging a dick here. And he's like, mind your own fucking business. I know you're just trying to find shit out. And that's, yeah, you're right. And Harry over here is about the unbreakable vow, which is not a thing Harry's familiar with. But Snape is like, you, I fucking made a promise for you. And Malfoy doesn't care. He's like, I made a promise with your mother. Harry hears that. Like that to me is like, that's the biggest red flag in all of that. Not that, not that he's up to something, not that the fact that Snape made an unbreakable vow with Narcissa is like, to me, that's the biggest red flag. What is he doing? So it's like, I'm immediately, I'm like, okay, tell Dumbledore that. And you know, in the next episode, we'll talk about what actually happens when he does. But I'm like, oh my God, that is, that's the evidence. That's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, He's you're a like, fucking bad guy. Yeah, that all this time you've been like, I don't know Dumbledore. And now you're hearing him say, the wife of one of the Death Eaters who went away, he made an unbreakable vow to, whatever the fuck that means. You are sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, it's like something is amiss for sure. Absolutely. And by the way, Draco doesn't give a fuck what Snape did. He doesn't need Snape's help. He's not telling Snape anything. He clearly doesn't trust Snape and he doesn't want him involved. He's like, fuck you. And I think this does, like it makes Harry feel like he's getting closer to something, but you're right. I think that the the big thing is. Yeah. That's just that, that in and of itself, the fact that he made an unbreakable vow with a death eaters wife. So to me, it's like, probably where, a death eater. where could you be a good person in all of this? Yeah. And and the fact that like it is weird because you hear, you know, Harry's hearing him going, OK, he's obviously a Death Eater. But then hearing Draco, who he assumes to be a Death Eater, not trusting Snape. So that's an yeah. interesting dichotomy. And meanwhile, still hyper focused on like, what the fuck? I know Draco Malfoy's up to something. But yeah, I mean, would it be Harry Potter if he wasn't obsessed with what Snape or Draco Malfoy was doing? I don't know. He's wouldn't always be like, Harry Potter. Absolutely not. He wouldn't. Um I mean, that's really the whole chapter. We got the yeah, unbreakable vow. Uh, no one knows. I mean, we do know. The, the I was like, no one knows if Hermione survived the party. She spent the whole time hiding from McLaggen, who, no surprise, is a pig. Yeah. Uh, McLaggen. And, and I'm sure Luna Lovegood entertained herself and those around her with her witty uh, catchphrases and Luna, weird facts. Looney Lunar Lovegood. About whatever. Yeah. Looney Lunar Lovegood. What a name. All right, you guys. Um... Tune Lesson. in for the next episode where we will get into uh, chapter 16, 17, 18. We've got him talking to Dumbledore. We've got things unfolding. Will Ron finger Lavender Brown? What's going on with Hermione and McLaggen? Will Lavender Brown choke on his little red rooster? His little... <laughs> um, listen, if you're not already, follow us on social media at Two Filthy Nerds. We're posting lots of fun videos over there. We're doing um, some fun squatty potty content, but we're also just doing fun content. And tag us in your silly Two Filthy Nerds related memes. We'll share them on our page, and we would love to chat with you over there. We've, we we uh, we just did a giveaway for squatty potty, so we had a lot of great winners over there getting some really cool shit. 
I know I said it a million times, but if you would like to support the podcast further, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And uh, if you don't want to subscribe there because you can't afford to pay money, but you do want to help subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating, leave a review. We'll see you next time when we head to the borough for Christmas and get into why Percy's a piece of shit. That's right. Christmas at the borough. Everyone's getting ugly sweaters. All right. Goodbye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.